Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And here it is, guys, episode 37, part two. Cheers. And now for the Manhattan bracket. And we have, very, in very similar vein, Avengers versus Superman 78, a 12 versus a 1. And as good as Superman was, and probably still the best Superman there ever was to play him, in terms of the way he played just Kal-El and Clark Kent. Mm. Um... I, I still haven't seen anybody play it that well. No. I, I, I mean, no. almost like maybe Dean Cain, but that's on TV. I like Dean Cain. Um, I like Dean Cain. But he almost gets the advantage just because he had so long to, for us to like him. Like, you know, he had yes, all that material true. to work with. That's, that's When a you just have point. 90 minutes, it's yes. hard to get that. Yeah, you, you, right. I think if you had um, Henry Cavill was cast in... A TV series. A TV series, I think yeah. We'd yeah, fall yeah. in love with him and we couldn't think of anyone else but him. True. This is true. Um, I, but I feel Chris sorry Reeves for him was just, he played it the way it was almost like that innocence, that Archie comic book, that he really played it to what the original comic book was. Mm. And he did great. And in terms of like talk about starting superhero movies and showing that you can't make money with it, that was definitely the one that opened the door for everything, the original one. I think yeah. in terms of superhero movies. But that being said, Avengers was just... I almost feel bad for Whedon because I can't see him making a better movie. Unless, no. unless he like comes up with something new or they give him something like really fantastic. I think that was his just like masterpiece. Yeah, I th- yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think, it, I, I think it will be very hard for anybody to make a film like that again because... Everyone, it's almost like such a sure thing now. People go in with such high expectations yeah. of these films. Mm-hmm. Whereas with that Avengers film, again, it, even though it had lots of films before it, no one was expecting it to Mo- be the film Movie critics were just like, how are they going to possibly do it? There's six characters they can't possibly do. It. They're not going to be able to do it. They're not. <laughs> and it's kind of like Infinity War. How are they going to do this? I mean, if you ask me, give the keys to the city to the Russo brothers. Yeah, because at this point, they did it so well. At no point, during the movie or after the movie, did I think, you know what? They didn't have enough of X, Y, Z in the movie. Mm. Not once. Yeah, it's such a good job. They've done such a good job with it. Really taking it. I. So I mean, what's an interesting point someone made? I saw and um, someone wrote is. What how, what's the effect of Infinity War going to have on the uh, the Netflix TV mm-hmm. uh, Marvel shows? Like, is there going to be oh. a series where they have to address that? Oh, that's interesting. You know, because it's within the same universe. Because they do talk about them. It would be actually, if you ask me, it would be a wise move to incorporate it mm. because it just like turns everything on its head. Yeah, it's a good way to. Clean slate. Clean slate. Absolutely. First of all, Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And just do like a Shang-Chi series. Absolutely. I have to say, I, I uh, real quick on that note, I got up to episode six, I think, of Jessica Jones, six or seven. Mm. And they're starting to lose me a little bit. Yeah, I'd heard that it, I'd heard it wasn't as good. I, and we, for whatever reason, we've not been getting into it. We only got up to the second or third episode. Um, it was really, really good, and then just mm-hmm. yeah, I just watched it last night, and I was kind of like, mm-hmm. huh? So I'm gonna watch the next episode to see how to resolve it. But hmm. I think they've almost wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner with that because yeah. they, one of the big things that it came out with is they were making a point of every episode of that series was directed by a different female director. Yes, but and as great as that is, you're also putting yourself in a situation where, like, every episode of that series is directed by a different person. Yeah, and that doesn't make for a great no continuity. continuity yeah, and um, I think, and I think now that you bring it up, I think that might be what where the issue is here. Because hmm. I mean, I'm obviously not going to tell you what it is, but yeah. last night I was just like, 
like I said, my brain just kind of like, what? So I, I want to see where they're going with it. So because the tool that they used that made me go what? I'm just like, how is that possible? Because they met before and there was no recognition there. So uh, you know, they they have to bring up the Infinity War because it's set. It, that all happened in New York. Yeah, it all happened in New York. Yeah. You, you can't get away from that. Um, and the only way you can get away from it is by, which I'm sure is what they're going to do in the next Infinity War, the next Avengers. Right. Is they're going to go back in time. They're going to use the t- time stone and yeah, they're going to yeah, yeah. back. Probably Doctor Strange is going to have implanted something because he had the plan in mind the whole time. He was like, well, there's yeah. one way to get out of this. So I know what it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, it has to be the only way it's happening is we're going to have to yeah. reverse the whole thing and people are already saying, like, yeah, they're going to reverse it. In order for that to happen, people are going to have to sacrifice themselves. Probably Stark and Cap are going to end up yeah. sacrificing themselves for everybody else. Yeah. And that's a great way to, like, get rid of them. Yeah. But so maybe they'll do it in a point where everything reverses back before they have to address it in the TV shows, perhaps. It's, it, yeah, but um, I can't see how you get away with not addressing it, really. Yeah, no, no unless no. you go, oh, it, it was set in like five years in the future, it hasn't happened yet, like with the Spider Man films. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah. they'll do that. The um, Homecoming 2, which is coming out before the next Avengers film, I think. No, I don't think it is. No, I, I, I don't see how. No. No, it is coming out though. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know it's coming out. Yeah, but yeah, I think Avengers come out first. I don't yeah, know. So anyway, still. All right, so Avengers goes on into the Elite Eight, and now we have uh, the Winter Soldier versus Blade. And as good as I thought Blade was, really yeah. fantastic. Winter Soldier just, um, yeah. again, it, this is another one of those where the sequel was o- better mm. almost than the. Because I, I sat on the edge of my seat the whole time for that movie. Yeah. It was just really well done. No, it was really well done. Um, that was one I saw a couple of times. I saw that two or three times. Well, I think I was still working at the movie theater. I, I, saw, it a lot. I saw it a lot and it held up every time. And interestingly enough, that's the first Russo Brothers movie, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah. That was the first... That was the first one they did. Who did, who did the first Avenger? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I think it was a foreign director. I don't know why I want to say that. I don't know. I feel like it was a French... I don't want to say if it's a French director. I don't really want to say that. <laughs> it was a French director, Don't I say think. that! A French director? <laughs> no. Yeah, who, who did the first... Because that's the first... The Winter Soldier was the first... Uh, uh, was uh, the Russo brothers. Captain America. Because they did, they did Civil War also, right? Uh, yes. It was... Okay, it was directed, directed by the French director Joe Johnston. Oh. He was well, not French. That's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Joe Johnston, that's right. Who did Joe John, What's Joe Johnston done? And interestingly enough, it's the only movie or the only character... That has two movies in the Elite Eight, Captain America. Because oh. all of these have sequels, etc., etc. And the only one with two movies this far is Captain America. First Avenger and Winter Soldier, jo- oddly enough. Joe Johnston is the director of... He's got some interesting films. Uh, the director of... Uh... Oh, that's producer, not director. Director of Honey, I Shot the Kids. Oh, wow, okay. The Rocketeer... Uh, a bunch of the young Indiana Jones TV shows. Um, okay. Jumanji. Oh, wow. And Jurassic Park 3. Okay, so he's got more than a solid resume. Mm. Yeah. Wow, okay. He he also, he's he's a weirdly large resume. Like, he's a producer uh-huh. and also um, visual effects. He worked in visual effects before he went into making films. Okay. And he was the... He worked in visual effects for Lucas, for Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And he is responsible for uh, designing the Death Star. Wow. And he provided the final designs for Yoda and Boba Fett. Holy shit. 
So that oh, guy... he's a fucking heavyweight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, fair enough. He made a great movie. I feel a bit bad for him that he's kind of been cast by the wayside. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like... seriously. All right. So let, let let's finish up this bracket, shall we? We have eight movies left. So we have now. Let's start with Manhattan. Avengers versus Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um. I mean, as much as it seems we keep there's a theme happening here, I feel like it has to be Winter Soldier, doesn't it? I mean, do you think? Oh, sorry, we've gone ahead. Oh, you already put that over Blade. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was that over Blade? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. Um, no. The opposite of what I said. Yes. Avengers. For all the reasons we said, I think Avengers. Yeah, Avengers, Avengers. Yeah, it's. It was just so, so, so well done. So well done. Yeah. It, it's funny. Avengers put Whedon on top of the heap, and it was kind of like, give him the keys to the kingdom, because he can do no wrong. And then they force-fed him mm. Age of Ultron. And, and I, I shouldn't even say that they force-fed him. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was almost like he had a lobotomy. And it went from this brilliant movie to this movie that was just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and it is the first movie where it, it was the that was the first one, Ultron, where you could see them rewriting what's happened. By the time they got to Civil War, someone up there, Kevin Feige, probably starts scrubbing out the work he's done, going, uh, I don't like it. Like Quicksilver. Yeah. They were like, uh, nope. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Gone. Uh, yeah. You know, like, Hawkeye, oh, we pushed ourselves into a corner with him. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, Avengers goes on there. Let's go to then Guardians of the Galaxy versus Spider-Man 2 in the Wakanda bracket. Who do you think goes there? I, I, this is a really tough one. Oh, but yeah. But, mm. <sighs> I almost want to, I, I shouldn't say almost. I want to give the edge actually on this one. I want to give it to uh, Spider-Man 2. Hmm. Just because of all the, like, there's the classic scene where he walks away and dumps his costume in the garbage can, which is, like, straight off the comic book panel. You know, that was such a, like, just, like, gift to the comic book geeks. Um, I mean, uh, 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 Alfred Molina, he's still, he's easily... If not the best in the conversation to be the best villain in any mm. of these movies, yeah, yeah, because no. he was well. I guess because not only is he the villain, but he's also the, the redeemed hero at the end of it. So, and I mean, I absolutely love Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot more humor, a lot more of that. Again, it's like Spider Man Two. It's almost like the Dark Knight argument versus Iron Man. Or, uh, I, or I should say, um, Logan versus Deadpool. Um, Spider-Man 2 was almost more grounded. It's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. And it's almost, it almost deserves to win in a category where it's the best movies, like just the movie itself. Right. On the basis of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, such a, it's created this universe for itself yeah. where everybody involved in that is going to have a career for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Just they get to it's going to spawn off, and in 20 years, there's going to be so much Guardians of the Galaxy stuff right. spin offs, characters, right. sequels. Right. It's going to explode everywhere. Yeah, whereas Spider Man 2 kind of gets to live on in a time capsule forever of just like remember that one good Spider Man film? Like it will be, you know, in, in 30 years' time, you're sitting on the couch, you're not going to go like, oh, should we watch all of the Guardians of the Galaxy things that's gone on, or like. Oh, you know what? Let's watch Spider-Man Two today. It's like it, on in its own as a movie, it kind of exists as a, an example, like a singular example of yes, that's. It's almost more precious to leave it alone. I, as much as I love what they're doing with the Marvel, it's almost watering. It, you're inevitably watering itself down. Where eventually, even though Kevin Feige says we're going to keep doing forever, there is going to be a wall where people are going to get fed up. Yeah, and they're going to stop going. Yeah. Um, because you are just going to oversaturate the market yeah, with yeah. it. And it's going to happen. Um, and for that, I think, yeah, Spider-Man 2 will, s- will stick in there. I think, yeah, I It'll think, still be the snowball. Yeah, I think it probably deserves to... I 
probably deserves to go on. To go on. It's this was a real tough one. This might be the toughest one. Ah, but Guardians is so good, yeah. So good. Um, that's hard because I mean, Spider Man's a sequel. I mean, J.K. Simmons, though. Yeah. The best J. John ever. Like, he literally left out the page. Talk about doing, like, a small bit and just, like, running with it. Well, what's hard as well is, like you said, we're both, we both have familiarity. I mean, you, you saw more than me, but still, we both have familiarity with Spider Man in the realms of the comic book. And, yep. But, but God, neither of us have experienced the Guardians comic book world. So, yes. So there is that. It's almost like, well, the fact that it's still in the conversation without having any previous mm. investment. There is that. In, in that. That's a, that's a very good point. And the fact that it's a lot more difficult to make an ensemble movie like that more sympathetic as opposed to a single hero. Yeah, and I think there are, I mean, the, I, I, at its heart, I still think there are probably more faults with Spider-Man 2 than there are in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yes. I, I like Spider-Man 2 a lot, and I think it's very good, and it's a great film, but the, there are still, and it's not its fault. I think it's it's almost like it was before movie studios got comfortable with the idea of comic book film. Yes. So there were enough little things that they added in that, like, they were just trying to like. Was it Spider Man Two with like Macy Gray was in it? Uh no, she was in the first one. Oh, it was the first one. The first one was oh, the Green okay. Goblin. She was singing. Oh, like of course. Parade. I hate those bits. I hate those bits where they're like, oh look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to like. I I don't. I still I'm not a big fan of. Uh, what's her name? Um, Kirsten Dunst. I take her leave her. She's not brilliant. I thought she was. I thought she was very good as a Mary Jane. I actually thought. I thought she, those. I mean, Mary Jane is a little bit of a non-character, quite frankly. Mm. She's a non-character character because in the comic books it was like. I mean, but that's the whole thing. In the comic books, she wasn't his love. Mm. It was Gwen Stacy, and that's why they changed it for the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Mary Jane, he doesn't meet, he like goes through like a whole litany of romantic interests before he even gets to Mary Jane. Mm. And then he, he married her as an adult, you know, it's like, oh, finally. And, and the whole thing was like, it, he was, it was always supposed to be this blind date. And it wasn't until he's gone through Gwen Stacy and, um, uh, what's her face played her at, she was the secretary at the, at the Daily Bugle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, who then um, Elizabeth Banks yeah. played her yeah yeah, yeah. you know so she, it, it, there was a, like I said a whole litany Black Cat was a, like it was almost like the Catwoman slash Batman mm. romance thing going on there was all these a litany like I said a litany of, of, of romantic interest before he got to Mary Jane so the fact that they made her the key and only thing in the movie was like a little bit like okay so I didn't think I didn't think it was fantastic I think it was bad I thought she, I thought she was okay for what you know was written in the movie, but <clears throat> that still doesn't help me make the decision. I mean, if and you're right, Guardians was almost flawless in terms of what they did with the movie. It's almost and again, you can. I feel and like again now the strength the, what. What works against us for Spider-Man because of the familiarity mm. works for Guardians because it's we don't familiar. know how right they got it. I mean, I know certain characters that are in the Guardians are never on film. Mm. It's like Yondo is an original member mm. of the Guardians as opposed to being like just some pirate on the side, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. So... As an actor, like there are parts of if you if I was to break it down as an actor being involved in them though, like I mean, Spider-Man is great because they did great use of you know the CGI, the things they did, what they pulled it off, and they made it. But if I was to look at a script, mm. like no, and it's it it's unfair because we're talking about best movies, not best whatever. But almost you could almost make a stage version of Guardians of the Galaxy just by how good the script is, like the dialogue and the characters and the scenes. 
and the back and forth. Yes. You could almost do a stage production in Guardians of the Galaxy and get away with it because so much of it happens within the realms of a spaceship. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of yes. CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly basically yes. a sitcom that's yeah, happening yeah, on board yeah, a spaceship. Yeah, no, you're right. It has, it has very much a sitcom feel. You're right. Whereas Spider-Man is so reliant on all the extra yes. cinematic stuff. No, you're right. You're stuff. right. You know what? You're right. I, I mean, looking at it through that lens, Guardians goes on. But I feel bad because that's not movie. That's not like movie. That's just... You know, but, script but you, and... Well, all right. So, you know what? It's a toss-up. And we said early on in the toss-up, if we don't know what to do, we give the one that earned more money or the higher seed yeah, the pass true. through. So, you want to do that? You're comfortable with that? Yeah. No, I In think which that's case, bad. we're giving it to Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah? Yep. All right. All right so, Spider-Man 2 goes on. This is a really tough one. Well, yeah. All right. And then, let's see. Then we have, let's go to Dark Knight versus First Avenger. Again, all, for all these things we've said, and as wonderful, and I mean, Captain, the First Avenger is one of those, it was just really well done. Um, in terms of just heroics, like finding his friend, saving him, and then losing him tragically, that mm. was well done. The romance part of it was done so cutely and so slowly and so just like gentle little prods as opposed to in your face. Mm. I'm really like nuts about this guy and or girl or whatever it is. And then at the end, the way it just like ends so tragically. And even at the very end when he wakes up in the future and he says... I had a date. It's so just like heart crushing and you just want to like, like, all right, dude, let's go. I got a bottle of scotch. We're going to drink now for a while because like you really need this. Come on. You know, it was so well done. And even with all of that, and like I said, every time it's on, like on TV, I leave it on. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing, walking around, vacuuming, whatever. I'm just going to leave it on. There's, There's no reason for me to change the channel almost when it comes on. Even with all of that said. And he's the first, that's the first example I think of uh, a movie they've gone back to in the latest movie as far as with uh, Hugo Weaving Red Skull coming back in Infinity War they haven't done that with any of the other films they haven't gone it's back and Hugo gone and let... oh it's not? it's not Hugo Weaving oh it's someone they've just got someone else doing it? there's the actor that like made all the that, that like you'd see him for a while on Facebook and he did all these just like spot on marvellous impressions and uh... he was in some sci-fi series they had him on didn't get Hugo Weaving. He did it as oh. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, didn't mean to spoil it for you. Because <laughs> no. when I saw when I saw the Red Skull, I was like, oh, what? And like me and my friend were freaking out. We're like, holy yeah. shit, they brought him back. It wasn't Hugo Weaving, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. He probably didn't want to do it just for that. Yeah, that is a shame. But whatever. I mean... That's fine. But still, the character, yes. like that's first one, they've gone back and they've gone, oh, we're bringing that guy back from that film. Yeah. They haven't done that with anyone. Anyone they else. They haven't done that with any of the others. So, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, and you know what? Kudos to the Russo brothers for doing that because that's just such a nod to, because of all the villains in the Marvel Universe, Red Skull is like on top there. Yeah. You know, Red Skull, Doctor Doom, Galactus. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like that's the triumvirate of like bad guys. And, you know, sure, there are all these Apocalypse and all these like later villains that came along that they, but like in terms of like original core villain, yeah, that was just really well done. I've heard a, a theory someone said to me, apparently, if you break down what he said, I can't remember it verbatim, but in Infinity War about him saying that they think the reason that he he's a guardian in this land specifically because he was. Destroyed by the Soul Stone or whatever, and because of the Soul Stone, he wasn't. He was destroyed by the Tesseract. It wasn't the Soul Stone. Or the, because it was Infinity Stone or something. I don't know. Someone, someone came up and they said that there was a theory. They thought anyone that was going to be destroyed by the, uh, yeah. by the power of the, the Infinity Stone is going to end up in the same limbary realm like the Red Skull is. Huh. But so that would mean uh, Ronan the Accuser. From the Guardians, yeah, they they all everybody, everybody, yeah, yeah. So, 
All right, so I, th- I thought it was really funny that I, I pointed out as the movie was happening, I was saying to Emily, my wife, uh, I was saying, in the realm of when the, in that scene in Infinity War where they come and you know, in the Red Skulls, there, it's like in any other film, it would be like, it's this ancient, I've been guarding this ancient tomb for <laughs> four million years, waiting for somebody to come. It's like that moment in Indiana Jones where yeah, the old yeah, yeah, crusaders nice. there, like, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I've been waiting. <laughs> it's like, I was once Children evil, but now boy. I've been here, I only have one job and to be here. I'm like, this is the only example. You've got a really epic thing, you've got this guardian that's supposed to be guarding it. He's been guarding it ever since 1946. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the realm of the galaxy and all the things that go and everyone being so old. Like, 70 years. 70 years. It's like, yeah. the other guy's on the bathroom break. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, that's a real, like, it's basically been like half an hour he's been sitting around, like, oh, you're here already? <laughs> yes. So, all of that being said, I, uh, Dark Knight is an easy choice for me. Yeah. To go on. Yeah, forever. Yeah, again, everything we said. Great film. I yeah. All right, and then Thor Ragnarok versus Logan in the Metropolis bracket. Ironically, no DC movies coming out of the Metropolis bracket. <laughs> this this one to me again is for me at least is an easy choice again, mm-hmm. uh, and I. Didn't see any flaws in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And I've watched it twice now. In terms of story-wise, I haven't seen really anything in there that makes me go, yeah. oh, well, why did, why did they do that kind of stuff? Logan, I have. And as good as Logan is, and like you said, it's, it's just all the little story points that were fantastic and the spree- screenplay was great and it's just so mm. grounded and so gritty. And so good with so many just just real life issues. Yeah, it touches. I still think Thor Ragnarok was I, just in terms of just pure spectacle and entertainment. It's it's I think it's better I, than Logan. Yeah, and if we're talking superhero movies, you've got to think if at the end of this, the people that come down to the last, let alone the, whoever wins, if it comes to the last, you've got to be in a realm that somebody who's not seen a superhero movie or like a kid, like my daughter, she's growing up and she starts seeing movies. You've got to think right. What am I gonna show them as this is the example of superhero movie? Right. You got, oh, right you're right, not gonna it? show them Logan. No. <laughs> You'd be like, no. yeah, it's a great movie, but it'd be like yeah, no, a no. weird place to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah, be like, like, no, Thor Ragnarok, this yeah. is a superhero movie. This is like if any movie's gonna hook you on superhero movies, it'll be Thor Ragnarok or Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So alright, so Thor Ragnarok goes on. And I mean, even though it's a little bit of a cheat, the fact when it comes down with the lightning and they play the immigrant song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get goosebumps talking about it because it's like, I was actually hoping in Infinity War that they were going to do the immigrant song. And I was kind of like, <gasps> waiting for it. And they didn't do it. I was like, oh. It's like, I know. It's like, oh, we did it already. That doesn't matter. It's perfectly appropriate. Do it again. But they didn't. Yeah. All right. So here are our final four, folks. We have Avengers versus Dark Knight. Wow. See, this is in my in my opinion, this should have been the final. Yeah. But I mean, the brackets worked out the way the brackets worked out, and then Spider Man Two versus Thor Ragnarok. So, wow. Where, where do you want to go? You want to go left or right? Which side do you want to go on? I I, th- I mean, we have to go from the right. I think from the right. Neither of the. I mean, I would not have thought at the beginning that neither. I mean, well, I mean, Thor Ragnarok is brilliant. But it, it still, when you think about them all, like the idea that you have Spider Man Two and Thor Ragnarok competing for the, the second best superhero film of all time yes. is kind of a bit crazy. Yeah, but, but I mean that's the way of the brackets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, Spider Man Two, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I I mean I feel like Thor wins for everything like we just said. I I I just think it's. Um, I just think I just think it's uh... yeah. I, mean, I I agree. Again, Spider Man Two. If it's on, I'm watching it. You know, I'm I'm leaving the TV yeah. on. There's no reason not to. But there are enough little things that bother me. I mean, <laughs> you can argue that almost Spider Man is better if you were to just watch a movie out of context. Spider Man Two perhaps would make more sense. 
to a certain degree because yeah. it's just one guy and it's yes. easy. He's good, he's bad. Yes. Whereas Thor, like, I don't know what it would be like to watch one of these movies now without having seen the others. Like, that's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. A lot of it plays off the relationships we've already seen, things we've already... That's a good... And, and you know what? I mean, that that is an excellent point you bring up because even if you're passingly familiar with the comic books as a kid... And you've just been, whatever, busy with work, kids, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, Thor is in space. Okay, Why is Hulk in space? Why is the Hulk there? Where's everybody else? Yeah. What planet are they on? What's happening? You're right. I mean, without all the background, you'd be like, wait a minute, they're hanging out with Loki? Why are they hanging out with Loki? What's happening? Even the beginning of the whole thing with Anthony Hopkins, like, if you've not seen the others and you suddenly, and then it's Loki, you're like, He's this guy? What? He's not. Who was that guy? Yeah. And now he's this. And no, you're right. I mean, the previous, it's almost a little. In terms of standalone, right? Thor Ragnarok can't. Mm. Even though it's tons of fun, and and I think you're right. I think if you're watching it out of a bubble and you've never seen any of these other things, I, I, I still I, think you'd have more fun though. I mean, even though I've said that, yes. I think you'd have more fun even if you haven't seen them. Yes. Because there's enough comedy and humor in it, and their comedic timing is just fantastic. Mm. Like Hemsworth, he's, it's only, you know, it's a shame that they discovered him in movies first, because it's really a shame he hasn't been in, like, a sitcom. Mm. Like, if they made him, like, a recurring person on, on, on Big Bang Theory, where yeah. all the girls just, like, drop and, like, turn into, like, idiots when he's around. You know, I mean, because his... His comedic timing is... The, the fact that he was in Ghostbusters 2 was the only good thing about that stupid movie. Not Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters, the reboot. Yeah. It was literally the only good thing about that movie. Mm. And that's me saying... because I, And I'm a Melissa McCarthy fan. Yeah. After that movie was terrible. Yeah. I've so, I mean, I, it's to me, it's a sh- almost a shame that someone's just not taking Chris Hemsworth and putting him in something slapsticky because his, like, timing is just... It's, it's perfect. So that's one of those things that they always say. You can't teach timing. Yeah. And, and he's got it in spades. You know, it's just, so. I, I almost want to see him. I think it'd be cute to see him in a film with like, because he's kind of getting a resurgence. Mel Gibson. I think there's like a funny thing to be had there with like. Oh my Maybe goodness. like a Lethal Weapon reboot where you yes. have like. His, his like him playing like his most... dad. Yeah. I think that would be cool because. That... I met up with a girl like in Vietnam <laughs> and never saw her again kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes, that would be brilliant. You're absolutely right. All right, Hollywood producers, that's (laughs) 20% here, fuckers. You heard it here first. All right. But, um, I mean, yeah, I see your point. But, all right, I'm going to bring the loop back now. This is a bracket on superhero movies. Yeah. Anyone who's interested in this bracket isn't going to be someone who's seen it in a vacuum. (laughs) Yes. You know, Which I think is funny. Every time I hear a review, especially with Infinity War, all the reviews had to talk about, like, we have to talk about if you were just someone walking to the movie theater and seeing it. Like, why? Why? <laughs> Who would do that? Who would do that? Right. It's like, you know, it, it's like, it's like, uh, 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 um, it's like walking in on an episode of Downton Abbey. Yeah. And just be like, oh, we have to show it. Well, no, of course it doesn't fucking make sense because there's like 30 other episodes that I should see to get the full, like, impact of this yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I, Thor goes Thor goes into the final yep and he was a substitute he was wow who would have done editing mistake without him like what would have what would have happened here Spider-Man Logan, 2 Logan probably would have gone through oh Logan oh, Logan versus Spider-Man 2 um um I, I would have gone for Spider-Man 2 on that one hmm Okay. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. All right. And now this is the tough one. If you ask me, this is this is this should have been the top seed battle, but yeah. Avent, Avent, excuse me. Avengers versus the Dark Knight, which I have to uh, put in here because I don't think I've, I forgot to mention it before. In England, uh-huh. the Avengers is called Avengers Assemble. It's not just called Avengers. Why is it it's called, called Avengers? Assemble? The movie is called Avengers. Oh, Assemble. I, I know. Of course, I know why. Because of the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And now it doesn't matter because no. now it's huge and everyone knows. But at the time, yes. the Avengers, yes. no one didn't know who they were. Yes. Like, what's this? And 
And in fact, my anecdote is when I when I came back to the states to live in the states as a teenager, um, and I saw in the TV guide that the Avengers were on, and I was like, "There's an Avengers TV show? I don't ever remember. let me turn this shit on." And then it's fucking what's his face with what's her face, and he's yeah. got a bowler hat. And I'm like, what "The fuck?" Is that? That's how br- James. That's Bond how British people off. do superheroes. Yeah, like, that is the most British superhero. <laughs> you know, and my English wasn't so good, and I was like, "This is shit." <laughs> Turned around. Oh yes, well, if you think you're going to get away with that, then I'm afraid you've got quite the price to pay. <laughs> Cheeto chop, Duncan. Yeah, exactly. It, it was Austin Powers before Austin Powers. It was, yeah, <laughs> I used to watch the Avengers as a kid and on reruns. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Right. Was, when I was a kid, Steed from Avengers was the coolest guy in the world. And you look back at it now and like, who's this like middle-aged like dude? Dumpy guy, yeah. <laughs> he was so cool. Dude, I, my, my story about that was uh, when I was a little kid and we were living in the States before I moved to, to Europe. Um, one of the shows we used to love to watch, and my parents used to let us watch it, and they liked it, was Sha Na Na. I don't know if you ever heard this show. Sha Na Na was this show in the 70s where it was a bunch of guys, and it was kind of like this... Grease kind of knockoff where a bunch of guys kind of sang do up or whatever, and they were all tough guys like greasers and you know, with like yeah. uh denim jackets with the sleeves cut off. <laughs> and there was a guy on Shannon called Bowser, and he had the deepest voice. And he used to do this thing where he'd roll up his sleeve and you know, do this, <laughs> which I thought as a kid was just like the yeah. coolest thing ever, especially when my old man turned to me. He said, Oh, yeah, I could do that. I was like, What? And he turned, and my old man's arms are huge. And he started bouncing his bicep. And I was like, oh. And then I was just like, from that point on, I was like, how do you do that? And my father was like showing me how to do that. And that's why I can do it. Yeah. Because of fucking Bowser from Sha Na Na. <laughs> and I thought Bowser was like the toughest SOB. And then when I, you know, saw them again, like a rerun when I came back again as a teenager. And I see this just like 32-year-old, six-foot-three guy that weighs a buck 55, you know, with these skinny, noodly arms that are just kind of wiry. And I was like, oh my God, I used to think this guy's tough. Yeah. But then you, when you think about it, the Fonz, he was like a 30-year-old guy with a little punch belly. And it was like, everybody was afraid of this guy? Yeah. What town in Wisconsin does he live in? They, <laughs> what? Is it this with all the like mongos live in this town and they're afraid of this guy with a jacket? What's happening? So yeah, it was one of those like, it's like the story I told you, the, the um, Land of the Lost story. When I was a kid, when I was a six-year-old, I thought there was nothing better than the show. But then when I saw the show again when I was 13, I was like, this is absolute garbage. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's all I needed to know is like why kids love the Power Rangers. Like if I was a little kid when the Power Rangers came out, I'd be nuts for the Power Rangers too. Yeah. Because it was just like so, you know, <laughs> with all the Kung Fu and all the karate. And I was just like, yeah. So, so anyway, Avengers versus Dark Knight. This is the Dark Knight is even though it's on the wrong side of the bracket to me is the one A to the Avengers one, and if for nothing else, then it's the fact that that um, Bruce Wayne. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, or Christian Bale's Batman, was I never thought he was particularly good. Mm. He was okay, but I really there was nothing about him that I was like, oh my god, he's such a cool. And I mean, that's why you have all the memes with the oh my god with the voice. It was just like so, just like cheesy. It was like you they, that in that it would have been a better choice, like from the. Batman versus Superman, where they gave him a kind of voice box. Yeah. So that when he talks, it just goes, bruh, 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 instead of him making that voice. Because it's like, he's going to have a sore throat after two nights of crime fighting. And then he's going to be like, <laughs> you, you could argue in some respects that Adam West is the best Batman, just because he's almost the only Batman where he's the most interesting guy in like the, the the narrative like he's the most interesting person going on like Adam West is always the most interesting person on the screen because right. Adam West and everything is Adam West <laughs> that's uh, right <laughs> but anyone that's played Batman in any of these films they've always given it up to someone else usually a baddie as right. being a more interesting character right 
there's never been anyone that's the charisma Captivating. Yes. carried no, to the right. film. No, right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that, and I think that just by itself. But Batman, the character, always is the most charismatic, interesting person. A- absolutely. Without a doubt. Like, never in, in, in the animated place. series, Batman. Yeah. No, like, even when they did the Justice League, it was always, when, when Bat was in the picture, it was like, oh, i got to watch this episode. Yeah. Because Bats would intimidate all these guys that could, you know, shake planets, and he would just stare them down and basically like, you need to move. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm going to kick your ass. Because it was always <laughs> like, who's this guy with no powers that thinks he could take me out? There's something spooky about that guy. You know, yeah. it, like you said, the confidence, the charisma, it was, a, and you're right. You're absolutely right now that you bring it up. There's never been a live action Batman that's done that. Mm besides Adam West that show up with the with 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 the sweater and, and the shirt on and <laughs> I'm with you know, it's like hello how do you do? Yes. He's like the only Batman that you would be convinced that if you walked in a room as a Bruce Wayne, everybody would want to be talking to that guy. Yes. <laughs> no, you you you're absolutely right. And I mean, they tried to do it with Clooney, like they were like it's almost like they went, This is the issue, we need to find someone who's got that appeal. Yes. And like Clooney, yes, in an espresso advert Clooney is the most charming guy yes. in the room. Yeah. I think in an actual room, Clooney's probably a very boring guy. And you know what? I, I'm sorry. In that espresso advert, <laughs> Danny DeVito's the fucking most yeah. interesting guy in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just because yeah. Danny DeVito's like... Nobody plays a mess better than Danny DeVito. And when he cleans up, you're like... Because in Twins, when he did that yeah. whole thing... Yeah. So, I mean, that to me is the thing that... Knocks the Dark Knight out of the first position. Is that the Batman is just not that good, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, never thought of it that way. There has yet to be a Batman mm. that is just so charismatic that they would like. I mean, not only does Heath Ledger as the Joker overshadow him, mm. and that's through no fault of Christian Bale's. Heath Ledger's performance was just legendary in that. Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. And even though he was two-faced for what? For like three minutes? Yeah. If five minutes maybe? He was fantastic. Mm. He was fantastic as Harvey Dent, just the lawyer, and fantastic as Two-Face. He he was just so compelling and so just like, like the whole... Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that to me, the fact that the hero was like... Eh, no. I mean... And it's a superhero movie. It's like... Even the way I've written it, if it was comic book movies, yes. like, oh, but there's superhero movies, and he is the hero, yes. and he's almost the weakest part of it. He's all, and almost always in every one. Yeah. It's like Batman is the weakest part of it. It's like the movie's called Batman. It's yeah. not called, you know, the, it's called The Dark Knight. It's not yeah. called The Schmuck That Kills People. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. So, to me, that's what puts the Avengers on top. Yeah, no, I agree. Because Hiddleston was fantastic as Loki in Avengers. Yeah, he yeah he really was, and uh... and actually he's been just good in everything he's been in. Mm. He's been good in Avengers. He's been good in 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 the first Thor, in the second Thor. The whole like when he finds out Frigga's dead, that was just really nicely done, you know. Uh, and then, I mean, for however long he's. In Infinity War, he was great in that. He's a great actor. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston's a great actor. He's yeah. uh... okay. So we have Avengers versus Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, seems almost unfair that they'd be up against each other. Seems almost unfair. Yeah, it really does. It's, I mean, the choice is fairly easy if you ask me. Yeah. As much as I love Thor Ragnarok, and I think it's a brilliant movie, and so many laughs, and but you know, so does the Avengers. Like the whole scene where like Thor and Hulk are next to each other and then he just like punches them out. That's just so classic. And then of <laughs> course, like even my wife is just like, oh wait, no, I'm, you know, Avengers will be on. And she's like, wait, 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 I just have to see this. Where the Hulk grabs Loki. He's like, Enough! I will not be just... And he just like, grabs him and just starts beating him into the floor. And then walks away and says, puny God. Yeah. That to me is possibly the best scene in all of Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. That scene alone. Where he just like beats the snot and like he's just like because it's what's hilarious about it is because it's so familiar. It's that thing when you're a little kid and you screwed up really badly for the first time and your parents actually like punish you in some way or another that just shocks you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just sit there going, like, huh, 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 
You like you can't even cry because you're just like literally like it said in shock. Perfectly done. So I, I and it all comes down to Loki. And yeah, I agree. And what I said earlier, joking me about Mule and Quim, that was a bit, the moment. That was the moment for me in the film when yes. I was like, "Holy shit!" This yes. is good. When he said it, when he had that moment, he's like, "Mule and Quim." Yes, I was like, "Oh yes. shit!" I've never heard anyone say Mule and Quim before. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like he went all Shakespearean on it. And, and even and even that, you know. And, and now that that you say, it, there's so many just <laughs> fantastic scenes like that. That were just like so just etched themselves into your brain. That's one of them. Mm. When like Scarlett Johansson turns around and she goes, you're a monster. Like, oh, I'm not the one who brought the monster. And she just stops and turns like, oh, so your play is the Hulk. Thank you. And he's just like, what? What, what the fuck just happened? You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's like she played him. Which was just like, oh, this is how, what a badass she is. That she goes against the god of mischief mm. and just completely fucks his mind up. You know, that was brilliant. Um... The whole <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton with the best cameo when, when Ruffalo drops through like, here you go, son. I figured you'd wait until you could fit these. Yeah. And he says, uh, oh, thank you. Are you an alien? What? Are you, from outer space, are you an alien? No. Well then, son, you've got a condition. <laughs> I mean, it's just like all these just little brilliant things throughout the movie that are just so good. The whole thing with Loki tries to get the scepter onto Iron Man and he hits the little chest plate and says, well, you know, performance does affect three out of four men. And yeah. he just like grabs him and tosses him out. It was just really, really well done. And yeah, I so there you go, folks. There we have it. The final four were Avengers, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2, and Thor Ragnarok. The final match was Avengers versus Thor Ragnarok. And our pick... For the twenty, for the what's going on here, twenty eighteen best tournament, and the subject this year was superhero movies. Our pick is the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I don't Avengers Assemble or Avengers Assemble for the UK, Ireland, <laughs> Australia crowd, New Zealand too, possibly, maybe South Africa. <laughs> so, yeah, Avengers Assemble. So, um, in a way, it's not a surprise. I kind of expected that the whole way around. Mm. Uh, if we did this chart next year, I think the current Avengers would probably take the top spot. Yeah, no, I think so as well. I, I, I thought what they've done, what they did with Infinity War is just... Um, just marvelous. Just so skillful. It, 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 it's just beggars belief how they managed to do it. Yes. I, I was reading, I was trying to read the, the criticisms of the movie. It's like two hours, 40 minutes long or something. Two, like, and you didn't feel it. What? You didn't feel it. <laughs> no. It didn't feel it because I was just like, whoa, it's done? Kind of yeah. like, the, the way it ran, and I was just like, well, this was a, like, you know, a two-hour movie. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 it was an extra 40 minutes. Whoa. But they did it so well. I was reading the criticism and the various criticisms, and most of them I was just kind of laughing off. Like like you said, it was one of those, well, if you never saw this, why is it, why is it so reliant on CGI? It's a superhero. It's a superhero movie. You know what superheroes do? Have you ever seen real ones in life? No. So we got to use CGI because there's no other way to show it. You know, I mean, it was... Yeah. Because, like, they actually even referenced Logan. Like, well, Logan didn't have any CGI. Completely different story. Completely different kind of superhero. I mean, if the superheroes were all had gardening powers, yeah, there'd be no CGI necessary because they could freaking spit on a seed and, and it would grow into a tree. That's all you would need, you know, yeah. from one shot to the other. So... And a lot of the other criticism was like, well, there wasn't enough time for them and all of them are in there and I thought it was squished in. And it, again, it brought up the thing was like, have you ever read a comic book? Because this is exactly how it works out in a comic book when they have these big mashups and there are all these superheroes in there. And mm. I, I, I personally thought there was at no point that I looked at anyone in the movie and said like, this person's been in here too long or this person hasn't been in here enough. It's, yeah. Yeah, no. And I, the big criticism was there wasn't enough of the female heroes. And I was like, on the contrary, the thing that stuck out to me most was that Scarlet Witch came in and held off Thanos with the entire, with, with five of the fucking rings. And he couldn't get to her. Yeah. And I was like, if that doesn't tell you what a kick-ass, who, who the top dog really is in the yeah. Marvel Universe, I don't know what does. Yeah, no, I... I... 
Completely. Uh, they, they did. Yeah, she was. She had, and even uh, Scarlett Johansson. She had like she had a, a couple of good moments where you, you very easily could think you're like whoa 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 this is a person with zero powers. She's just a badly trained. You know, she's just a Russian spook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she still managed to come in and have. Oh, some kick ass! Was like some major intergalactic badasses. Yeah, absolutely. So, I thought. I I really didn't think any of. The, there was one other criticism that I was like, okay, I can sort of see that. I, I can't remember now what it was. But otherwise, most of the criticism, I was just like, um, no, I don't. Sorry, you, you, you're losing me here. Yeah. And of course, comic book fan, comic book geek, superhero movie geek. It's going to be hard for you to like rain on the parade here. But um, even just coming from an actor standpoint or, or, or a filmmaker standpoint, I'm just like, no, no, no. They did that really well, because if you think about it, like you said, what is it, like 17, 18 movies mm-hmm. that they tried to tie up in two hours and 40 minutes? I thought they did a fantastic job. Yeah, they really did. And it's, it's going to be a shame to see it come to an end, this... This... Arc. Arc. Yeah. And it, what's a, another shame is I wish there was a way that you could put in Deadpool. And if it was a way you could put in Deadpool and... Hugh Jackman's Wolverine somehow into it. Oh, the like, X-Men oh. brought all the X-Men into it? Yeah. That would have been... Too. But yeah, see, that now, they can easily do that. Because now what they can do, because they've established the whole spacefaring stuff. Yeah. They can totally go with the Dark Phoenix now. Yeah. Where they go to the Shi'ar Galaxy, and they bring all of those characters in. Well, that's, one of the, that's the next X-Men entity. That's it's supposed to be out, the Dark right? Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know how that, but that was still under Fox. Yeah. So I think if Kevin Feige is is Feige is is thinking about it, they're gonna scrap whatever they wrote because they already said they're delaying it and going to something else, and they're just gonna do it properly. Yeah. And they because they can tie in the Guardians, they could tie in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Hell, they could tie in the Avengers. They could bring in the Fantastic Four even if they do a reboot. You know, they could do so much now. Yeah. That it's it's. It's sky's the limit at this point. Yeah, completely. So I mean, they own it all. So go ahead. You know. I think what's interesting. I think Captain Marvel now comes think that I think what they're going to come into play with the whole going back in time thing. I think what might end up happening is um, while Doctor Strange has the power of mm-hmm. time. Because we saw him a couple of times go all the way to future, all the way into past, all yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah. in the film. We didn't think of anything of it. And then with Samuel L. Jackson in the end, with the Captain Marvel thing, we know that Captain Marvel movie's coming up and it's going to be set in the 90s. They already said, like, the Captain Marvel movie is going to be set in the 90s. Really? Yeah. It's okay. a period film in the 90s. Um, I didn't know that. Is where it's going to be set. I think there's going to be, like, I think the payoff or, like, the ending of the Captain Marvel movie, it's going to be, she's doing whatever in the 90s, I think the ending is, she's going to somehow get this message from the future, mm. like either through Doctor Strange, or through the beeper, that somehow yeah, like, travels yeah, through yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she has like, 20 years, to, to get figure out a way, to like, okay, stop yeah, Thanos getting it, or whatever, sure why not, you know, it's going to happen, sure why not, we'll see, it'd be great yeah. if they tie in the uh, Netflix heroes in as well, like almost like a second Avengers team, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I mean, with that no would iron be nice. Because hopefully yeah, he's dead. That would be cool. I would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we... Oh, this, you know what? This is going to have to be a two-parter, isn't it? Yes, it is. We've been Ooh. chatting for a while. Um, All right. So let's review our drinks and our food, shall we? Let's go with the food. We had Filipino food from the Bamboo Grill on 54 South Washington Avenue in Bergenfield. You had the crispy pata, mm-hmm. which is basically... Deep fried pork knuckles mm-hmm. with a dipping sauce. How is yours, sir? Uh, it's very good. Uh-huh. Um, I think the only criticism I would have is I think it was a bit too much of one thing. Okay. It was a bit, you know. Um, I had like three whole big old pork knuckles deep fried. Yeah. Um, I think there would it would be a good thing to have as a side dish for a few people sharing a few different dishes. Right. Uh, as your only dish, it was yeah. a little overwhelming, I'd say. Um, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was exactly as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, yeah, I'd have no criticisms of it in itself. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would say I'd, I'd probably the only thing I would say is I'm, I'm I do like fried pork, and mm-hmm. there's nothing beats a bit of crackling, good sure. old fashioned like a pig roast, sure, bit of that, and it wasn't quite to that 
standard when you get it like right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, so I'd, I'd give it a 4.1. Okay. I'd say. That's fair. That's fair. I had the Topsy Log, which is basically uh, sautéed pork with um, uh, over easy fried egg on top. Mm-hmm. So when you cut into it, it just all that yolk gets all over the pork. And then, of course, there was like a, a, a jasmine rice that came with it, which was lovely. And I snarfed it all. It was delicious. Um, I'm right there with you. I'd, I'd give that a 4.2. It was absolutely scrumptious. And like I said, I left no piece of food on the plate because it was yummy. And now for the star of the show, which we've happily drunk to the end. Jovial by Trogues. Uh, what are they called? Trogues Independent Brewing. That's what they call themselves. From Hershey, Pennsylvania. It's a Belgian double ale. 7% ABV with 13 IBU. What say you, my friend? Uh, I would say a 3.8 is what I would give it. Okay. I think it was good. Um, I think it had a bit of a, a steep uh, hill to climb with, I guess, being compared to our... Um, uh, Omegang Abbey yes. double A we had, which was yes. really good. Um, it was it was nice, but it was just a little. Um, it was almost like I feel like it held back a little bit. They could have put a little bit more into it, a little bit. Yes, it was. I I, I agree. The the Omegang uh, 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 Abbey double ale was that much fuller, that much more flavorful. Mm. This one was almost like. It was like they were a little bit worried about making it sweeter, mm. so they made it almost like a little hoppier. And it's bottle condition, and I usually like the carbonation, but this one was almost like it was too much. It, mm. it, it, like Almost like it doesn't really work for the double ale to be that carbonated, because it wasn't... And I guess it's probably a by-factor of, or, or by-product, I should say, of, of being bottle conditioned. It wasn't, um, the carbonation wasn't like a bigger, smoother carbonation. It was more like of a sharp, almost like the bubbles yeah. would be really tiny. You know, it's like if you ever have one of those showers heads that like adjust mm-hmm. and they have that soft massage and then they have the one that's almost like getting little needles. <laughs> if you take those, that comparison, it's like this is like the little needles of carbonation as opposed to like the, the smoother uh, massage setting on it. So... But in terms of, I mean, not a bad beer at all. Um, I'd give it a 3.8 as well. It's it's solid beer, but like I said, a, a, a steep hill to climb compared to the Amagong. Yeah. Because we still remember it after how many episodes now? <laughs> Nine, something like that. So, well, there you go, folks. Those are our grades. Um, thank you for being patient with us and being on this like six or seven episode arc for the brackets of best superhero movies for 2018. Mm, I guess we'll be back with our normal stuff. I already have a possible uh, TV oh, yeah? show to review because somebody, somebody on my Facebook page posted a uh, Spanish show, I think, called Guns. Mm. So, Guns, nice. Uh, guns, so we're going to have to do our 20-minute hookup of that and okay, come back good. with next week's beers and food. So, all right, folks. Well, I thanks so much. Oh, you know what? Before I, I, I wanted to do this, before I forget, um, I kind of wanted to start doing this to thank the people in the prior week and all the cities that we've been uh, getting listens from, because I think it's interesting, like all the places we get listens from. So uh, let's thank the following cities. And if my pronunciations are bad, please forgive me. So. Uh, Igatini, Paraguay. Thank hmm. you. Bergenfield, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mountain View. I think that's California. Lima, Peru. Rancagua, Chile. Santiago, Chile. Passaic, U.S. Gualeguaychú, Argentina. Menlo Park, U.S. London, U.K. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Zurich, Switzerland. Lindbergh, U.S. Quito, Ecuador. Santa Ana, U.S. Coventry, U.K. Dulwich, U.K. UK. Linden, U.S. La Paloma, Paraguay. Philadelphia, U.S., La Chorera, Panama, Andres, Venezuela, Footscray, Australia, what? <laughs> uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, Brooklyn, U.S., 
Punta Arenas, Chile, and Tenacula, United States. Hmm. And a big thank you, actually, to uh, Panor... What, what, what's the town? Uh, you know, hold on, before I, before I say it incorrectly, I don't Panorama? know. Panorama? I think Panorama City, I think it's... Because they have come on strong. Yep, Panorama City, U.S., which is basically a neighborhood in L.A. They've come on strong, and they're like the second most listens, only behind San Francisco. Yeah, well, we're big in L.A. We're big in L.A. now, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thanks, folks, for listening. We hope we tickle your funny bones. And thank you, everybody, nationally and internationally, for listening to us. And we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye.